Chagiga, Per Gimel, Mishnah Base, 3-2, and the Mishnah continues. It's enumerating the 11 ways in which there are strictures that apply to when you're dealing with Kachim that don't apply to Truma. So we had the first five in the previous Mishnah. We'll have numbers 6, 7, 8, and 9 right now in Mishnah Base. And the Mishnah says, Kalim HaNigmarn B'Tahara, any utensil which whose manufacture was completed in a status in a state of, of purity. So when you're manufacturing a utensil, don't forget that until the Gemar Malacha, the completion of the utensil, if it's not finished and completed and ready for use, so then it's simply not susceptible to Tuma. So therefore until it's completed its manufacture, you simply it couldn't become Tame even if, you know, a Tame person touched, etc. So here you've got a utensil that the last finishing touch is being done by someone who's a chaver, who's totally reliable to be Tahor. Um, so the question is, after he finishes his manufacture, like what could go wrong, right? He, he, it just became susceptible right now and he's the one who's doing it and he's totally tower. Can you use such a utensil? For Truma, the answer is yes. For Kachim, the answer is no. That's what the Mishnah says. Kelim Hanigmarin Batahara. If they were completed in a state of Tahara, Tzrich and Tavila Kodesh. You'll need to put it into a mikveh anyways if you're going to use it with Kodesh. Kachim of Alula Truma, but not for Truma. Why is that? So the rabbis had this really outside concern, um, which is that maybe a person came to talk with the chaver doing the manufacture of the utensil, and um, right when they were talking, some spittle happened to come out of the mouth of the Amha Aretz, who was talking to this chaver, and it's sitting there still wet, and although the utensil right now can't become tummy, as soon as the finishing touch is applied to it by the chaver, the moisture from the spittle is still sitting on the utensil, now rendering it tummy. Never has to go into the mikvah. Um, worth noting is that the Gemara says that since this is really just like rather far out, um, so normally when a utensil goes to mikvah, as I said in the previous Mishnah, you have to wait until nightfall to use it. It's a tavul yom until then, which would mean that if we knew for a fact that this had been exposed to an Amaaretz, we'd have to go to the mikvah, and then you'd have to wait till nightfall before using it for kachim. But here in the case of our Mishnah, where it's just this outside, far out concern, um, once you put it in the mikvah, it can be used immediately for kachim. Second of all, we say that if you have a utensil that's containing multiple items, let's say you've got a big pile of grapes on a tray or in a bowl or in a cup. So, and let's say that a tummy person touches the top grape on the top of the big pile. So, now does that make all the grapes the whole way down tummy? The answer normally would be no, right? The, let's say the person is an av, so the grape he touches is a rishon, one step removed, and all the grapes that that grape is touching become shneem, two steps removed, and if they're truma grapes, then the grapes touching those grapes become three steps removed, and puzzle, and those are, that's it. After that, any grapes further down on the pile are still permitted. Our point of our mission here is that if all the grapes are sitting not just in a pile, but a pile on a utensil. And here, even if we're talking about a tray, a flat tray, that doesn't have technically a base kibble or receptacle, the point is the tray, or certainly if it's a bowl or whatever, a cup, it is mitzaref, it combines the disparate pieces to make them treat it as if they're a single mass. So if one grape becomes tummy in the scenario described, all the grapes become tummy and ruined if you're talking about kachim, but not the case for truma. Um, and that is what the mission says here. Hakli, a utensil, mitzaref, combines, mashabasocho, all the different elements within it. Lakodesh, if you're talking about kachim. Avalola truma, but not for truma. Truma, the, throw away the grapes, the first three levels of grapes, if you know what I mean. Um, and then everything else, but no, that would be tahor.
Now, the basis for this, the Gemara actually brings a Pasuk. Um, the Pasuk, and actually, the, there are actually 11 Pasukim that say the same thing, in Parshas Naso and Bamidbar. Um, it, it says, Kaf Achas, and one spoon, um, Asara Zahav Malaya Katoras. Which means you have a Kaf Achas, one spoon, Asara, that weighed 10 shekels, Zahav, made of gold, Malaya Katoras, filled with incense. Now, the word Achas, for kaf achas, one spoon is superfluous. It could have just said a kaf, or simply a kaf that weighed ten shekel. Why does it have one spoon? So that one, there's a drasha to be made from it. They were saying that the spoon makes all of the katoras inside unified as if it were one, meaning if any one grain is exposed to tuma, then all the grains inside the spoon become tummy because they're kajim. Now, uh, if you take it at face value, that would be a drush from a pasuk, making this din, the din that a kli, a utensil, is mitzaref, combines all the contents, for kachim, a doraisa, content, and that's how some Roshanim learn. Others learn that it's really rabbinic, and this pasuk is just an asmachta. It's like a hook onto which to hang this rabbinic stricture that applies to kachim. Whatever the case, that's certainly the din. Okay, and we have two more still in our Mishnah. So, here comes now... The next one, um, which is going to be uh, number eight, that we've said repeatedly that when it comes to foodstuffs, chulin can at most be two degrees separated, a sheni latoma, truma, which would mean truma gadola, as well as trumas meiser, as well as bikurim, as well as chala, hafreshes chala. All those things can be not just a sheni, but even a shlishi latoma, a third degree separated. And at that point, they're called puzzle. It's ruined. And when it comes to kachim, it can go even a fourth stage to become a revi'i, to become puzzle. Uh, worth noting also that when something is tame, it's called tame. But if it's um, tame and can't convey tuma further, like in the case of uh, truma, if it's already a shlishi, the third degree removed, since that can't make anything further tame, it's not called tame, it's called puzzle, just unfit. Uh, and same goes for kachim. But the word puzzle, when it comes to truma, means it's a shlishi, and pasul, when it comes to kachim, is a revi'i. Okay, now this idea that there's such thing as revi'i when it comes to kachim, but only shlishi when it comes to truma, is the very point of our mission here, which says, revi'i bakodesh pasul, that a fourth stage removed from the tuma source of a tuma, at that point it's still pasul and invalid when it comes to kachim, but vashlishi batruma, only three steps removed is invalidating for truma, but a fourth step would still be permitted. Okay, um, there's another machlokas here we're shown him. If this din is rabbinic or midoraisa, the Rambam learns it's rabbinic. According to the Rambam, foodstuffs, ochlin, can only become at most midoraisa, a shenilatoma, a second step removed, and these extra levels of vashlishi for truma and even ravi for kachim are purely rabbinic extensions, and, and uh, yeah. Uh, rabbinic in nature, but other Roshanim learn that the shlishi level for truma and revi for kachim are actually um, doraisa, and the difference would be a doraisa difference. Okay, and the final of our mission here, the ninth out of eleven that we're going to deal in total, we say uva truma imnitmes achas miyadav chaverta tahora. If you're dealing with truma, and let's say one of your hands become tame, the other hand remains tahor. So remember, we've said that. Midoraisa, either you're in or you're out. Your whole person is tame or tahor. However, there are certain rabbinic sources of tuma that, uh, like for example, tame food and drink, 
as well as the Kisve Kodesh that can convey Tuma to just your hands. So if only your right hand touched the Tamei food, your left hand would remain Tahor. So the point of a Mishnah is, in that scenario, you could, if your ha- right hand touched the Tamei food, your left hand could still be Tahor, and it could, uh, you know, hold Truma, and everything's going to be okay. Um, Uva Kodesh, when it comes to Kachim, not the case, even if one hand becomes Tamei, so the other one has to be treated tummy as well. And the Mishnah says, Uva Kodesh, Mat Bil Shtehen. You have to actually immerse both hands. Remember when it comes, to, we learned in the previous Mishnah, previous parak, I should say, that when it comes to Kudshim, if one hand becomes tummy, Natila, washing is not enough. You actually have to immerse it in a mikvah. And that's um, the point here. If one hand becomes tummy, touching, let's say, the tummy food, so then Mat Bil Shtehen, both of them have to go into the mikvah. The one that touched and the one that didn't. Sheyad metame es chaverta bekodesh. Because if one hand is tame, the other hand is considered tame as well when it comes to dealing with kachim. Avalo betruma. Not true when it comes to uh, truma. You could have two separate statuses, one tame, one not tame. Um, the Gemara actually, and the Bartzner brings us, actually differentiates between whether the hand has moisture on it or not, the hand that was exposed to the tuma. Okay? So if there's no lichluchas, if there's no moisture on the hand that became tummy, so then the other hand um, doesn't become tummy. Uh, that's true even when it comes to kajim. Um, uh, if the hands do touch each other, so then of course the second one needs to be immersed in a mikvah. That's true whether it's wet or dry. But if you're talking about um, truma, then even if the hands do touch each other, so then you don't need to wash the second hand because the first hand that was exposed is a shani, and since there's no moisture on it, it would make the second hand, so to speak, a shlishi, which can't postal truma anyways.